Hello, KFC Supercoaches, and welcome to 2022. We're back. The season has launched. You can pick your team right now. Uh, we've got rule changes, big improvements, um, and great to see that Rob's back too. Phil's back as well. I'll go to you first, Rob. Great to see your smiling face yet again. Uh, but I'll just we'll just get straight into the Supercoach. The biggest question is Tommy Turbo or no Tommy Turbo. He is he's, he's worth... $1.26 million, so it's a lot. What are your thoughts? Uh, no, Thomas. Look, if I can get if I can get James Tedesco and Ryan Pappenhausen for you know under $200,000, then um, combined, uh, the $200,000 cheaper than Turbo, then that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I saw a good meme of, I think it was Catfish put it up. He was like, what do teams look like with Cleary and Pappenhausen and, and Trebojevic? You know, it's that Simpson, uh, Homer Simpson shot where he's got the, the pins behind him pulling everything back so it looks nice and tight. And that's what you look like. You look great with those two, but then everything else behind it is horrible. So I don't know how you can pay $1.2 million for a player and still have a good team. I 100% agree. He's worth way too much. I won't be going there. Surely he'll be in your team at some stage. I'm still going to go with two guns at fullback, I think, with Pappenhausen and hopefully Teddy. But I just can't have a reason to bring in Turbo at that price. Filthy Phil Pryor, great to have you back. I've, I've, you've probably done more prep than all of us. I've seen a great spreadsheet, a colour-coded spreadsheet. Is Tommy Turbo in red or green? <laughs> Tommy, at least buy us coffee first before diving into these questions. Um, the year is young, my friend, uh, and it's great to see so many people straight onto the uh, the, the stream as well. Uh, we're in triple digits, got some comments coming in, so everyone, please keep those coming in. I'll try and do my best to curate those uh, throughout the show. Yeah, Tommy, I um, I, I have got a, a little uh, positional spreadsheet uh, ready ready to go. I haven't done a lot I'll, I'll, I must admit I haven't done a lot of uh, super coach specific work yet I, I just want to know who's playing where it's still that point in the season where we're trying to catch up with all the all the movements as well and make sure that that all settles into our heads but um, yeah I, I don't have Tommy in my initial uh, team at this point either uh, echoing what what Rob says um, yeah yeah those the, the other two fullbacks the the Teddy Pat uh, duo is just too too hard to ignore, right? Yeah, I think so as well. How about Nathan Cleary on his own though? Because he's a fair bit cheaper. He's under that million dollar mark. Can you fit him in somewhere, Rob? Yeah. Look, the the one other thing I'd throw up in the in the fullback conversation is that Latrell would a hundred percent be there for me if it wasn't for his suspension because True. he's going to be back to goal kicking. So when he moved to to Souths and we weren't, you know, really sure because he was going to lose his goal kick and we're like, look, there goes 14, 15 points a game. Well, he's just got those back. You look at the way he finished, you add those 15, he'd have to be in the conversation but suspended, which leads me to Cleary and, and that's my issue, which is the injury, right? So, yeah, at the moment Cleary's in my team because he finished 30 points better than any other fullback and i got questions whether Jerome Hughes can repeat what he did. i got questions whether Nico Hines can repeat what he did at a new club and I don't really love any of the other halfbacks, right? So Cleary's in, but he's also injured. And we don't know whether he's coming back in round one or round three or round four. And and while I'm prepared to carry a guy in round one who's suspended, who's on your no-go list, and we can talk about him later, I'm not prepared to spend a million dollars on Cleary when it's an uncertain return date. If he's playing round one, he's in my team. If the injury is there and he's not in round one, even if he's due back in round two, he's not in my team. 
Yeah, I'd really want to see him play a trial first, and I think the Panthers really want him to play a trial too. But at this stage, he's still listed as indefinite, so we'll wait and see what happens with him. Phil, is he in your team? No, shoulder recos are nasty. Um, do, you know, do, and there is there's obviously very varying severity uh, to those as well. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm not uh, as confident heading in with Cleary's you know, initial output this year as, as last year. So I don't know why you'd spend um, last year's output on a guy that will come in with fitness clouds uh, at that price. That's the reality. It doesn't mean I know <laughs> who, I, who I'm going to start with in the halves as of yet. Um, look, very, without any kind of level of certainty, I've, I've actually put DCE in there, but I think he might be a little bit overpriced as well. But I think he could, he's still got a, a couple of good seasons in him for super coach, um, you know, and assuming Tommy Turbo's fit, that manly outfit, they could get off to a bit of a, a flyer as well. So, you know, a lot of us aren't going to have Turbo in there round one, but you still probably want to have some exposure to that Seagulls lineup. So maybe it's, maybe DCE is an option. I, I'm not too sure. Um, Tough draw though. I'm... They've got Roosters and Panthers in the first three, I'm pretty sure. Um so I, I do think that's, that yeah. that's something to take into consideration as well, which is a long way away, right? I, you know, it's early doors. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's just one. It's a good point, Ron. Any something, something I hadn't thought of yet. <laughs> Any questions and comments through, guys? There's a lot coming through already um, from a lot of the podcast crew, like the Supercoach Experience there. So flick them through. Questions as well, we get to those. And, of course, your sledges. Send those through. We love those. We're going to run through the gun show now. Uh, first players picked in each team. For me, it was Pappenhausen. Uh, and it's not... Uh, a lot of people are doing it. He's the most popular player in the game. But he only played 60 minutes per game last year. He's going to be back to 80 this year. Concussion is an issue. He gets one head knock and he could get ruled out. But I reckon he's 37 points underpriced because he averaged... In 80-minute games, he averaged 116. So he has the potential to rival... Some of these guys as the top guys in Supercoach, alongside guys like Cleary, Tedesco, etc., um, on that level, slightly below Tommy Turbo. Rob, who was the um, who was the first guy picked in your team? Ah, uh, well, Teddy, right? Like you took the two that I was almost going to lock in, so I went to my next two, and it's it's Teddy. He, he basically carried the Roosters uh, last year. He um, he still got seven scores of a hundred plus, a high of about a hundred and eighty. Three scores and 90 in there as well. Uh, I mean, Turbo was amazing, but Teddy was very, very good. And with Kiri back, Walker having another year, look, I just can only expect it's going to keep going that way, if not get a bit better. Plenty of questions coming through. Can we get a discount for Turbo if we also have Turbo on Burbo? The family discount, I don't mind that idea, but <laughs> it's going to be very hard to get past the powers that be here at Supercoach. Phil, who was number one on your list, first first player that you brought in? Yeah, there has to be a family discount, surely. <laughs> um, look, yeah, I'm, uh, Rob's, Rob's is a good one. Yeah, Pappy and, and Teddy are, are straight in, and that's those are... Kind of obvious for anyone pivoting off uh, off off Tommy Turbo, I think. Um, this is going to be a, a, a contentious one, I, I suppose, um, given the, the the next topic on the agenda. But I've got Harry Grant in there as as one of the the first guns that I want in my team as as well, because obviously there were there were a lot of uh, 
Um, oh, wait, he's suspended for round one, isn't he? So I'm going to have to reconsider that, aren't I? Um, but I don't think you do. I, I think you can carry a guy suspended for a game. I, I think you can still legitimately pick him. Yeah, I, well, look, he's he's certainly someone that I don't want to not have in my team. So I'll have to I'll have to weigh that up. Um, that that was that's kind of how I've taken this question. But um, yeah, in terms of the in in terms of the other guns, look, there's I don't think there's really any any others locked in. You could make the argument for Payne Haas, I suppose. Um, but he, it was it, the right decision was not to start with him last year. I think that might be a little bit different this year. Maybe the other one are some of those uh, those center wings. Like um, I think I think you know with a full preseason under his belt, it's going to be hard to leave out someone like Katoni Stags. Yep, indeed, I've got Katoni on my list. It's just hard to fit him in at that price at center wing, where I want to pick a lot of cheapies in my team. The second player picked. We'll go through that now. For me, it was Cameron McInnes. It's a, this is a, probably a little bit left field, and it's definitely not a slam dunk. But if you look at the maths, he's underpriced by about 150k compared to what he did in his last Supercoach season. Of course, since then, he's had an ACL injury. He's had a new club. We don't know what his role is quite going to be. Um, but just looking at that back row position in particular and trying to look for bargains, I don't see that many. So Karen McInnes was picked pretty early in my team, but there's a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and then. Um, heaps of questions coming through. What have we got here? Welcome back. People seem pretty excited. Are we all starting exactly. coats? For me, I look, I think he's a little bit too expensive. I think he'll obviously score more tries at the Storm, but it's a no for me for now. I want guys who are really cheap in that position. Rob, your thoughts on coats and the second player pick this year? All right, so Coates is a no for me. Uh, the one centre I'm paying up for is Ewan Aitken, um, and he's a guy who I could legitimately have in here as one of my first picks. You know, his, his time in the second row, his base stats were essentially total Harris-like. Um, you know, he, he was maybe, maybe Simon Mannering Mark too, just a little bit shorter, and he passes less. Even Mannering at, at second row passed more than Ewan Aitken does. Um, second picked... Before I get to that, because you know I've got to have a say on everything, I think Harry Grant's a good good pick, even though he's suspended. Cameron McInnes is 100% in my team as long as he, you know, plays in the trials. I think at 13, playing a little bit of nine, he could come in for Grant if I can't have the money to save 100K. If not, he's in my second row. And second row is where I've gone with my other, you know, second lock. And it's a bit strange, but it's Homole Olakoatu. Um, he finished uh, the 20th, 20th best uh, second row forward last year on overall. But if you took just the games where he started, which is, I think, from round 11 onwards, uh, he, he was almost top 10. I have a strong feeling he's going to finish top 10 this year. You're getting him for a much better price. Uh, he did score a lot of tries as a, as a starter, but, you know, that that's his go. Uh, his base is still good. His base is in the area of Brandon Smith, David Fafita. He's an explosive guy. He's only going to get better. Uh, I think he and... Um, uh, Kaloa Matangi make real real appeal as a couple of sort of cut price guns of the future second rows you could start with. I don't like those shouts at all, Rob. Oh, sorry, I don't mind those shouts at all, Rob. I think they're both. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit rusty over the off season. Uh, should Stags be sitting at fifty percent? I'm not quite sure what he's at. Is that what he's at now? I I, I think that he's. 
He's I, earned I an awkward price range. I want to see what he does in the trials. Coming back from a, a bunch of serious injuries, um, there's talk he could move to the halves. There's talk he could play centres. I just don't know what to know what to think about Katani Stags right now. So he's an avoid at that price. Lads thought on Gutherson with um, Parramatta's soft early draw. Fullback, I can't see anyone other than Pappenhausen and Tedesco, to be honest. Phil, your thoughts on Gutherson? Yeah, that, that would be my thoughts as well, but I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. We're here to try and find good pods, and we know his best is uh, is is great for Supercoach. So um, it'll be something that I that needs consideration, I suppose. But, yeah, it's... It's very tough to go um, anything other than Teddy and Pat right now. And just going back to a question. Just going back to a question. I was just going to say, I think he's a great low-round draft guy, Tommy. I'm just going to talk anyway. You know, he had a really beautiful run um, last year that almost had him up at the elite um, in in the position, but he couldn't hold on to it. And that kind of has been... His story, at some point, Mitch Moses takes over control of the team and it doesn't all swing his way to the left. Instead, it goes right and Gutho's just not as good going that way. It doesn't get the ball going that way. Um, so I, I, just, I don't think you can have him in, in, the, uh, in classic at this point. I think there's a factor there that Mike Acevo's out for a fair bit and there are a lot of try assists and a lot of attacking stats came through Mike Acevo uh, where he mm. basically just give him a long ball and Michael would score something out of nothing. Uh, let's move into the no-go zone, boys, the, the guys who you don't want to get into your team. We've spoken a fair bit about him already, but Harry Grant, for me, um, suspended for round one. So I had him on the list as a no-go, but I've been thinking about it a little bit since. And if Chris Randall comes through as a cheapy for the Knights. Now, he has a chance to start at the Knights at hooker now that Jaden Braley's out for four to six months with that Achilles injury. Then you could play him uh, as a starter for round one and then put him back to cheapy duties and then bring in Grant for round two. So I'm actually thinking Grant could be a decent buy this year. Rob, who is your uh, the, the guy that you're avoiding, the no-go zone? The, the one, and this hurts because, you know, I'll... I love this guy more than at least one of my kids, and and it's Luke Keary, and uh, he's priced really well. You know, it's only at five thirty, and and he averaged seventy eight. But coming back off an ACL um, has massive concussion worries. I've got to say, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Keary missed was it ACL hamstring. It was ACL, wasn't it, Luke? Anyway, I'm having second yeah, guessing because I'm seeing Thomas's face. Yeah, um, uh, ACL. But, you know, he's got real concussion worries and, and you know, it's it's one of those, you know, one more heavy knock and they could just decide, you know, like for his good, own good that that's the end. So, yeah, Luke Kiry's a no-go. He's really highly owned, like 27%. I, I don't see it. Yeah, I was shocked to see him at 27%, particularly when he doesn't have a really super coach friendly game. Obviously, he's got those attacking stats in him, but he doesn't have the base that some of the guys do in that position. Phil, you know go zone player. Who is it? I, yeah, I, I don't have a, I don't have any uh, any new names for you. I, I, Tommy Turbo and, and Cleary at those prices, um, those are the ones I, I wrote down. And I, I know we've already spoken about those guys, so I think we can move on. <laughs> Let's delve into the cheapy Bible then, because just gone live on our site uh, recently. Cheapies are an absolute lottery. Like we honestly have no idea. I reckon I've got five who are a decent chance of playing at this point and then I've picked about 
six or seven other cheapies who I have literally almost no idea about. I've tried to pick five who I think are a decent chance to play around one. Rob, I'll go to you first on Will Panasini. Looks like he'll get a centre spot there at the um, Eels. He was pretty good last year. Didn't get limited game time. Um, but he's got, he does have a super coach friendly game in that he does bust tackles. He just needs those attacking stats. And he's got a, an NRL coach friendly game that he doesn't miss tackles. You know, he's, he's a good tackler. He's a good defender. So I love that he's making, you know, that he's busting tackles. That's going to help him score. I love that he's making tackles because that's going to help him stay in the team. Um, yep. I, I think he's a 100% lock in centre wing for mine. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's about as good as it comes for a cheapie this year. Phil, is he in your team? Yeah, yeah, at this stage. Um, there's a lot of promise on this kid. And if he can't beat out what, what's his competition, Wonga Blake and, and Opacic for a starting spot in the centres, then, um, you know, what are we doing here? <laughs> the soft draw to begin has been mentioned as well. So, you know, I, I don't know where I sit yet with Parramatta, but, you know, they... They could well turn up like a team that's all in this year and and uh, and and you know go pretty well. So I think there's there's points to be had uh, with Penasini. Joseph Suwali is extremely popular, so he is the most popular cheapie. Tough year last year, didn't really get off the ground, then got a season-ending injury. But of course, he's been talked about as this, as this amazing young talent, and he is. It does look like he'll play on the wing for the Roosters, which is obviously a really good spot to be to get attacking stats. He's in my team. Job security looks pretty decent. I think he's a, a really good chance for round one, although they have picked up the old veteran Kevin Nagama as well. Rob, you're a Roosters fan. Surely Suwali is in your team. He is. He is. I expect he'll be the right wing outside, um, you know, Joey Mano most likely. Uh I think he and Manu have got a real good sort of friendship going. They've spoken about that. Uh, it's a nice bond to have. I kind of think he's a better centre than he is a winger, but with the recruitment of Momorowski, I can't see him getting a centre slot. I, I've seen some teams having Mommy on the on the wing and Suwali at centre. I'm not really onto that. I, I think he's going to go. He's going to go on the wing. Um, Wings aren't great for Supercoach, but you only need him to score a couple of tries here or there at that price, and he's going to start making you money. Um, yeah, he's in my team. Questions come through about Matt Burton. I think it's a no for me. Obviously, he's only available at 5'8 this year, not centre wing, even though he played mostly at centre wing last year. He has essentially been confirmed that 5'8 spot there at the Bulldogs now. So it's a no for me. I want to see, I want to see a little bit first. Going from a really good attacking club to a very poor attacking club, uh, I wouldn't be going there at all. Phil Pryor, uh, thoughts on Joseph Suwali as a cheapie? Yeah, yeah, he's look. He's in my team now, but um, but yeah, like I, I wouldn't mind just knowing what the role is, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we, I'm sure there'll be reports before the season as to where he's he's going to start. It looks like probably on the right wing, and if that's the case, the Roosters love attacking down that right side. Um, you know, put Cleary, uh, Keary back into the fold. Uh, Teddy loves going that way. I think whoever ends up on that right wing should have a a great season. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, and, and what the roles look like, but it's it's he's certainly in there at this stage. Um, and you know that that not a lot of not a lot of cheapies have popped up yet. So that's just one of the obvious ones that you have to pencil in, and and we'll uh, we'll act accordingly as the season draws closer. 
Yeah, I think you speak of obvious cheapies, and I think Lachlan Ilias, um, we can lock in with a, a fair bit of certainty, almost as much as we can for a cheapie right now. It looks like he's he's well ahead in the race for that halfback spot there at the Rabbitohs. Coach has talked him up a lot. There's a Q&A on our site that came through, I think, last week, uh, where he gets talked up big time by the coach. So hopefully he gets that halfback spot for round one. I think it's a really good chance. And if he is playing uh, at that price, you simply must have him in your super coach team. Rob? Agreed. You know, maybe there's a slight wrinkle with Latrell Mitchell being suspended, which means Blake Taff is going to play yeah. fullback. And, you know, I suppose there is a risk that when Latrell comes back that, that Taff or Taffy Taff is going to come in at halfback. But I think that with the bonus of the Milford situation where the NRLs refused to, you know, ratify his contract is that they now need a legitimate 14 and Taff, Taffy is, is that guy, could be that guy, which frees Ilias to, you know, to really get a start at half. And you're right, Demetrio has talked him up as being a halfback of the future. He loves his calm mind. He likes his kicking game. Um you know, I, I'm not expecting him to put up huge numbers, but he doesn't need to at that price. And his dual position, which is great, moves interchangeably with, um, uh, what's his name, uh, West Tigers recruit. See, this is early, Hastings. Uh, Jackson so, Hastings, yeah. Yeah, so you've got the yeah, two I, of them consoled back and forwards, backing up your starters. I quite like Jackson Hastings too, and he's a little bit of an awkward price. I'd like him to be a bit cheaper, but I still think that he will be one of the better money makers this season. Harrison's asking about Adam Reynolds at the Broncos. I don't think he's ever been a super coach friendly player, to be honest, even with the goal kicking duties. Plus, he's going from a, a really good attacking team to a team that struggled last year. So I wouldn't be going anywhere near Adam Reynolds. What are your thoughts, Phil? No, it's a no from me. I'd love to see a bit more out of the Broncos first. Uh, sorry, Tommy, had to throw this oh, one in there. Harrison, Harrison. I just answered your question and now you're coming out with the zingers. <laughs> um, send them, send through your zingers, guys. I mean, that wasn't a particularly good one, but please that, do that send was them terrible. through. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a couple more cheapies. Isaac Targo is pretty good chance for a centre spot at the um, Panthers there. He's got a little bit of competition. But the other guy I really want to talk about, and I spoke about him earlier, is Chris Randall. So he is in the running, uh, probably the front runner as it currently stands for the hooker spot at the Knights. They'll have to go to market if they want to get a, another hooker in, or they could go with Kurt Mann in that position. But it looks he looks pretty good for about 50 minutes at hooker. Uh, so he's a decent cheapie to start with. And then, as I said, you can play him in your 17 for round one and then dump him back to cheapy duties and bring in Harry Grant for round two when his suspension's over. What are your thoughts on him, Rob? Um, yeah, I, I think he's a great get. No questions. He, he set the record for NRL for the most tackles of any player on debut. Remember he came on debut and he yeah. just made like 58 tackles or something? That's all he does. He'll tackle his. He'll tackle. He'll tackle everything. Um, and you know, if you have a look at his eighty minutes average, it's something. It's sixty odd points a game. He might not get eighty minutes. They're saying he's going to be in maybe a, a timeshare with maybe Phoenix Crossland. Kurt Mann is apparently going to play thirteen, so that takes a risk out of him playing a bit of hooker. But then when Suaso Sue comes back from suspension, maybe Mann slides into fourteen and you know and cannibalizes a bit of Randall. Whatever, even at 50 minutes, he's in my team. So at 50 minutes, he'll still make 38, 40 tackles. So we're at 23 minutes now, guys. So I'm going to whiz through some of the rule changes. I mentioned them before. I was expecting a, a 
fair bit of a backlash today when we changed a whole bunch of rules. Um, but the response has been actually pretty good. I had a whole whole bunch of um, prepared responses, zingers to hit back at people. Haven't had to use any of them. So it's good to see that the response has been strong for this. We've got most of them are based around COVID and for people who've played, say, Supercoach BBL or NFL Fantasy or a whole bunch of fantasy games, it's just been so hard getting a team on the field every week with people being out all the time with COVID, etc. So we have thought about that. We've given you more trades. We've got a trade boost, which we'll talk about. Uh, plus, you can change your trades after that first lockout. You could never reverse your trades after that lockout before, but you can from now. So we hope that these changes will help you out with COVID and the increasing, increasing concussion protocols as well. I'll just run through them quickly. More trades. We're up to 42 from 37. Uh, Rob, like or dislike? Are you into it? I know you're a trader-holic. Are you into that are you into that rule change? I like it. I would have liked a few more, but, uh, you know, it's it's always that compromise, isn't it? Me arguing for more trades and, and Thomas arguing for, you know, sort of uh, the integrity of the game. I'm not into integrity, Thomas. I'm into fun. Um, so, yeah, I know I like that rule. Uh, um, well, Bruce is... Uh, pitching in here down the bottom saying, will five trade boosts even be enough with COVID? Hopefully it will be. Uh, I know that in, in BBL this year, we actually had to increase trades during the tournament itself. So if it, it may even get to that point in NRL 2, hopefully it doesn't. Phil, are you into the more trades? Yeah, as a general rule, the more the, more the merrier. But talk to us about this uh, this boost week thing first. The trade I, boost, you get, yeah. you get five trade boosts per year so that means usually it's a maximum of two trades you can up it to three for that for that week or if it's a bye week you already get three trades so you can up it to four so you've yeah. got five of those per year so you know if there are two good cheapies or three good cheapies in one week you don't have to wait around for the next round you can go in if someone gets ruled out with COVID, you can use your trade boost um stuff like that it's it's making it more adaptable. You don't even have to use them at all. So this replaces the super trade round, which obviously uh, was five rounds in one week. This just makes it more adaptable across the entire breadth of the season. What are your thoughts on that, Phil? Have I explained it well enough? I think so, yeah. I, just with yeah, with the whole um, COVID situation unfolding, I, I think it's adapting, as you said, it's adapting to... Um, you know the, the tightening of concussion rules and, and regulations as well. Flexibility is 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 key. Um, so, you know, for for super coaches to have the opportunity on on any any given week to have uh, increased trades uh, at a time of their choosing, I think is a is a nice way to do that. Rob, you a trade boost fan? Oh, yeah. Any any time to get more trades in, Thomas. I love a trade. And just to point out that uh, your trade boost still counts towards your 42 trades. They're not free trades, which I've been asked about a little bit already <laughs> today. Um, you can change your trades after lockout this year. This is a really cool thing because before, if you did your trades on a Thursday night or whatever, you couldn't reverse them. Now you can. Uh, if a player gets ruled out, you can do the switcheroo. Obviously, you can't get a player who's already played. Players who've already locked out, you can't touch them. Um, but you can change your trades, which is I think a great development by the product guys uh, and I'll be using this a lot. It'll make me spend much more time on Supercoach, unfortunately. Rob, what are your thoughts? 
Oh, it's good. See, I'm someone who likes to make my trades on Thursday because uh, I'm sick of setting alarms, reminding myself at, you know, 3.42 on Saturday afternoon, check team lists and then make this trade and do that. I'm like, oh, I just got sick of it. So I'd make my trades on Thursday and then I would get caught out. You know, so-and-so would be, uh, it would be out of the game an hour beforehand. I'm absolutely stuffed. At least this way, I can make my trades and then change them if I need to, as opposed to try and sell these alarms to stagger my trades through the through the. And just quickly, a couple of really good updates. Customizable leagues for the first time, which is great. We've got mock drafts for the first time. Uh, I'll point out that the season, the head-to-head season finishes in round 24, not 25, because of all the resting that happens in that final week. Um, in Supercoach Plus, you can see most popular VCs, bench players, all that sort of stuff. So it's been a, a pretty big off-season from our product guys, producing all this sort of stuff. It's been great having you guys back on, Rob and Phil. Um, we'll catch you again pretty soon. When do you think we do our next one? Maybe in two weeks' time. Uh, there'll be plenty more to talk about. Uh, and catch you later, Supercoaches. We'll catch you then.